What's up, what's up? You are listening to the South Down Collective. This is episode 22. I am Stu. Happy Easter, everyone. I am Steph. The purpose of this podcast is to inform and unite local athletes to training groups, events, and opportunities in the Homa Thibodeau Bayou region. Whether you are new to this fitness thing or an experienced instructor or sports medical expert, whatever your passion or interest, this is the podcast for all things fitness. And we hope you'll find this as your weekly one-stop shop to what's happening locally in fitness and training. This is being recorded on Monday, March 29th, 2021. And it's being recorded on Monday because Steph was kind of busy over the weekend, so we're meeting up on a weekday to try to capture all of the results from this awesome weekend. Okay, so first I'd like to start with Super Cooper, which was Saturday. Congratulations to first male overall, Ryan Barrow, with a time of 15.44. Second male overall, Peter Alimont, with a time of 17.29. Third male overall, Alex Williams, with a time of 18. And then for the females, huge congrats to Nicole Simmons, first female overall with a time and PR of 22.47. Second female overall is Kate McGee with a time of 24.24. And third female overall was Ashley Trosclair clipping on Kate's heels, obviously, with a time of 24.27. A <laughs> couple of other noteworthy PRs at that event was Jeremy Thompson with a time of 24.34 PR for him, Scott Roten with a time of 28.27, Alan Robertson with a PR of time of 30.40, and Angel Davis with a PR time of 31.40. Congratulations all of those at Super Cooper, and congratulations John with what appears to be a huge successful event. I'm glad y'all were able to pull that off with some decent weather too before the rain came in. It really was a great event. I actually was out there and I volunteered. Me and my son were at, uh, I think, the one mile or the half mile turn at West Side Boulevard. We were standing in the back of the truck and cheering everybody on. And it was really a great event. A lot of people came out. They had great music, good food. I think it's really kind of pumping everybody up in the community, starting to see all these 5Ks and everything coming around. But it was warm and it was humid. So I know a lot of people struggled. But yeah, it was great to see all the PRs and see everybody out there. So it was a great event. That's one race, honestly, that Mike and I always make a point to go to so after i registered for voodoo when i saw that it was on that same weekend it like it broke my heart a little right. but john even told me he said voodoo comes first you're already committed to that because <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna try and go run that morning too yeah so that same day but in the afternoon we had the over under tunnel run congratulations huge congratulations to first male overall and new course record setter alex a bear that's amazing with yes Stupid amazing. With a time of 15.52. Second male overall is Danny Cockerham with a time of 17.56. And third male overall was Justin Chasson with a time of 19.54. And then on to the females, Nicole Simmons coming in with the second race of the day and first female overall. Congratulations, girl, with a time of 24.37. Big day. And second overall female was Casey Bajeron with a time of 26.27. And third overall female was Allison LeCompte with a time of 26.49. Congratulations to all of those. Definitely a great day for runners in Holma. And so this, I think, was the 46th annual event so that Alex broke the record is pretty mind-blowing and then we just had Alex on the podcast so if you actually hadn't listened to that episode you better go back and listen he just won the Louisiana Marathon and here he is breaking a 46 year record 
And a uh, shout out to Danny Cockerham. I actually graduated high school with Danny, and Danny's a phenomenal athlete. A big shout out to Nicole. She runs with us on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and she's just had phenomenal progress in the last few months. We were just all blown away. And just great job, Nikki. You're, you're doing great work. Yes, absolutely. One more PR worth mentioning is while I was actually at the BCC Spring Ride yesterday, I ran into Jonathan Oquan, who lives in Donner and was running by and happened to tell me that he actually put in the most miles in a week's time that he ever has. And I think it was around 44 miles. So I just want to give a shout out to Jonathan. Keep up the great work. Yep. Very inspirational. And that's one of the things too. You just do your thing, but you never know who you're inspiring because people are watching. And speaking of the spring ride, how did that go? Actually, we had a good turnout. There's a lot of people that came in from the North Shore and some other areas and talking about influence and you never really know the caliber of people when they're actually out there riding or running or whatever at these events and we and I actually learned after the event that there was a couple and a couple of people that came from the North Shore that actually hadn't ridden that distance in quite a number of years this one girl in particular I thought sure she was going to get in my truck at one point because she was really hurting and then it started pouring down raining on the Brulee road but she just pushed through it and she finished so it's, it's really cool to be a part of it and especially be from on the volunteer side to kind of help people progress and then get to the finish and we had no mechanicals you know no issues at oh, all awesome. so it was awesome to see you know everybody able to finish and it's a great event I'm always so happy to be a part of events like that yeah because having somebody out there like you can make or break that person whether they're going to finish or not you know if you just that little bit of nudge a little bit of influence can help them stay out there and think well maybe i can do this and every time that you overcome that hurdle it's like building a little mental callus in your head you know and uh that's that's awesome i'm glad she was able to keep doing that i heard a rumor that a group of girls got first place overall would you care to elaborate a little bit on that we did. Nikki Nakan, Carrie, Kelly, and I set out to go run. Initially, it was going to be just over 130 miles from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. Had just a couple of, 130 miles. <laughs> had a couple of hurdles with permits and things of that nature. So the directors had to actually tweak the course, but we're very thankful that they did what they had to do to be able to let us still run. So it was 136 total miles that were broken up between the three of us. We started at 1 p.m. on Saturday and ended 21 hours and 57 minutes later on Sunday, just before 11 a.m. It was a really awesome experience. I could not have picked a better crew and teammates to run it with. And yes, we did win first place overall female for the three-person team. Congratulations. And you also had a support crew out there following you guys around as well. Talk um, about Wally, uh, Nikki's husband, and Mike, my husband, um, awesome. both came. And neither one of them like complained a bit. They were super helpful. Anything we needed, they took care of it. It was like I said, I could not have picked a better crew nor teammate to, to do that event with. Right. Well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I have a acquaintance and fellow runner who is actually out of the Lafayette area that I'd like for everyone to keep in their thoughts and send some positive vibes to. Yesterday, which was Sunday, March 28th, she started running the 223-mile Wachita Trail. And when she completes it, she will be the female with the fastest known time on that trail. 
Her name's Fawn Hernandez. She's scheduled, I believe, to finish around Thursday. So hopefully you're listening to this on Wednesday and you'll be able to send her some positive vibes. But huge feat. Like, that is incredible. So good luck, Fawn. We're definitely thinking about you here in Holman. Definitely good luck. Yeah, I know a little bit about that trail from my mountain bike days. And <laughs> it's not like a normal trail behind Bow High or something like that. It's pretty extreme, so... She did actually, Sunday, she completed 51-ish miles, and that is the most difficult, like, terrain-wise part of the trail. So she's got that knocked out, and she started plugging away this morning, early this morning. So she'll be hopefully finishing up around Thursday. That's awesome. And as far as upcoming events, do we have anything new to add? We do. So Gator Racing, with the help of Grady V's, which is in the Thibodeau Country Club, Grady V's got with Gator Racing and offered a location to host what is going to be on Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Instead of just Crescent City Classic, which would have been on Saturday, it's going to be the Country Club Crescent City Classic. All are welcome. It is going to be a free event that we're doing to just kind of get people together in place of Crescent City Classic. Since that's not happening, it will be at Grady V's in the Thibodeau Country Club, 7.30 a.m. this Saturday. And I'll be out there with a couple of cyclists patrol in the loop with the runners yeah from what i understand it's a two mile loop that you'll do three times so a a safe little area to knock that out so today on the show we have janie abair the owner of the bar room in lockport and instructor kaylee cole welcome to the southdown collective thank you we're excited to be here so tell us a little bit we'll start with Janie, what was your, were you physically active growing up? When, when did all that kind of start? Yeah, so I've been pretty much in all the sports at a very young age, probably starting around six. I was always in basketball, started dancing. I eventually started playing soccer, track, tennis, (laughs) all the sports. So stayed very, very busy as a young kid and even throughout my adolescence. But dancing was always more of my passion and something that I always wanted to go further with beyond, you know, just being on the field or ending it at high school. So I always knew I wanted to do something a little bit more with dance. What do you think it was about that, that you were drawn more to dance? You know, a lot of people say dance is kind of like a creative therapy. And I think as a kid, I mean, I didn't have that terminology for it, but it was definitely an outlet for me, more so than contact sports and things like that. So it's an art form and it's lofty, it's beautiful, but it's very athletic. And the balance of the athleticism of dance and ballet, as well as that art form, just really resonates with me. And what about you, Kaylee? How how did you get started? So Janie and I are a little similar in (laughs) upbringing as well. Played sports at a very young age, basketball, soccer, ran cross country, did competitive sports growing up, but same Thing. I started dancing at a young age and stayed with ballet throughout and then that's kind of how Janie and I's paths have crossed and it's all come full circle you know now that we're working together side by side so but similar to that I think the thing that sits the most with me would be the athleticism with the ballet like it's a perfect kind of combination of the fitnessy side that we had growing up and then bar kind of brings both of those those things together for us so yeah no I think what's cool is with like baseball, basketball, all of those things, it's you're relying on your team members. Mm-hmm. Like you have to show up and do a great job, but it's a lot of teamwork. And I guess maybe with the bar or ballet, 
it's your chance to kind of be more creative with yourself mm -hmm. and just let loose and flow while still having a tremendous athletic side to it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And just kind of going back to another sport that I did that wasn't necessarily contact sport, more of an individual solo sport was track. And I really excelled with track and I think it's the same premise with dance. It's just kind of you and you get to push yourself and challenge yourself further. Even though I so loved having teammates and things like that growing up in those other sports, but it's something about just challenging your own body and being able to push yourself further, I think is exciting to explore. So what is bar? I know some people pronounce it barre, but it's actually pronounced bar, but you guys corrected us before we started. So just before we go any further, I just think a lot of people probably don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The short answer, bar, it's a combination of ballet, principles of ballet. It's a combination of some of the foundational techniques from Pilates as well as yoga. So kind of combining those disciplines into a form of movement. That's the short answer. The longer answer, <laughs> it has tons of strength building components to it. Um, so we utilize light weights. And when I say light, I mean like two to four. And generally we stay around two to three pounds. Mm -hmm. So very lightweights. A lot of your own body weight, you know, is in there, but we move through concentric muscle work. We move through eccentric muscle work. We move through isometric muscle work. And I think that that is something that's so unique about bar is that focus on eccentric muscle work. A lot of times I think these fitness programs and classes, everything is, we're focusing on the concentric muscle work where we're basically loading the muscle on that flexion. But in bar, we also focus on length of the muscles right. and lengthening the muscles and loading them that way and working them there. And so of course we're working on long lines, creating muscle as well. There's also an active flexibility component. So we're not just like sitting there stretching and trying to get more flexible that, in that sense, that flexibility is incorporated throughout the class. So you might have some movements to promote hip mobility, okay? But you're also working on, you know, some strength building of the hips as well. So, so there's lots of flexibility in there. We add in some cardio elements as well. Sometimes we layer those in, but those are optional. A lot of focus on posture, I think, is a big thing too, especially as we age and, and now virtually being behind a desk a lot of the time for yeah. everybody. Right. The posture is a big component that we both incorporate a good bit in addition to just balance, traditional balance work and things like that. But that's definitely a big focus in it as well. Yeah, and it's 100% a mind-body class. So combining that mental focus with the movement, controlling your breathing. I mean, we're trying to facilitate all of that through our cueing and trying to remind you of these things. But at the same time, I know sometimes that mental focus is like, okay, we also like to have fun. So, <laughs> you know, we like to play different music in our classes. Sometimes we'll be doing ballet to Beyonce. And, so, and, and sometimes we're, if you're in Kaylee's class, you're mostly doing like Queen and 80s, and rock, and 80s rock and roll. So we add our own flair to it and it's a good time. It's a, it's a really fun exercise and it's challenging and it's beautiful it's a beautiful exercise yeah it's different than any other type of workout that I've done and I'm a workout junkie who's tried a lot of different workouts in general and I think this was something that stuck just because of the unique and the creativity that you can put behind it too and how every class is different and you know it's not the same monotonous moves over and over again there's always a new way to kind of 
twisted. And I think that that is kind of what keeps people coming back. That's what kept me interested. Somebody who's squirrel brain like me, (laughs) this was always something that kind of kept me around with it for a while. So I know that with many different types of yoga classes, someone could come in and always kind of improvise the class if they're not quite there to be able to meet their physical needs. Is that something that they would be able to do in y'all's as well? Yeah, absolutely. We're scaffolding pretty much the entire class. It's very scalable. So we generally will start with like a base move and then we layer on options. And we try to work you through those options very safely, but encourage you to stay at your own level. So a lot of times we announce like, don't worry about how your partner's moving on the side of you or your neighbor's moving on the side of you. Think about your body and give your body what it needs today. And that might not be what you gave your body yesterday. You might've been able to give your body more. You might've gone up to option five yesterday, but today you might need to stay with option one. So listening to your body is key, and we definitely try to facilitate that through all of our classes. And with your classes, I guess I keep going back to yoga because it's something that I think more people are familiar Mm -hmm. with to be able to compare it to, but they have different types like restorative, Mm -hmm. yin, power. Do you have different types of classes, not obviously the same as that, but to be able to use that kind of as a comparison to where if someone wanted more of like a flow class as opposed to a power class? Yeah, we sure do. So our general class is, a total bar class so you'll working your total body in that class we also teach a arms and abs class I teach that class a lot so of course the focus is more on upper body and core work on breath work and using your breath to facilitate those movements Kaylee teaches a flex and flow class good 40 minutes of more isometric bar work so there's really no cardio component in there the last 20 minutes of her class is more of a slower flow, combining more principles of yoga and a little meditation at the end. We also in the past have taught a bounce class, so that's a fun one. We all have our own little personal trampolines and you are performing bar on a trampoline. So that is like high cardio, you know, getting super breathy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of fun. That was such a fun class and really great for the lymphatic system. Just a really awesome class overall. So we're trying to work on bringing that back just slowly. We kind of had shut it down with COVID. You know, we figured that it wasn't probably the safest thing to have everybody breathing heavy and sweat flying Falling everywhere. Fucking up the mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But everybody's been asking about it, so we're trying to bring that back. So backing up to that, Janie, you opened the ballroom in June of 2019, correct? Correct. Yeah. What made you decide to do that? Oh, so when I was in college, I was just like any freshly, you know, fresh freshman. Fresh freshman. That's a great way to say it, right? Any fresh freshman. You don't know where you want to go, but I always, like I said earlier, I always knew I wanted to do something more with dance. So my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, I was like, I don't know what to do. I feel like I should become a pharmacist, but I don't know. My heart is telling me to go more towards ballet, and he encouraged me to do ballet, and I just fought with that for a long time. Ended up throwing pharmacy out the window, went into speech pathology, but had the option to minor. So when I was choosing my minor, a college professor encouraged me. He was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I need to do Spanish. I need to minor in Spanish because that's going to be the most beneficial for my career. And he was like, but what do you want to do? And I said, ballet. And he was like, well, do ballet. And I was like, but how is that going to benefit me? Like, what am I going to do with ballet? I'm going to be a speech therapist. And he was like, you can be a speech therapist and teach ballet, or you can incorporate 
principles of ballet into working with the, whatever population you choose to work with. And I was like, this dude does not <laughs> understand. Like, I need to do something that is going to benefit my speech career. I went home that day, signed up for ballet. I was a ballet minor for a few semesters. And then we had some issues with scheduling my speech classes and my ballet workouts were all at the same time. So I would have graduated a few semesters behind. So ended up having to get out of ballet. But at the time, bar like started popping up, bar fitness started popping up in Lafayette. So the Daily Method was there, Extend Bar was there. So I was like, I gotta get into these bar classes because I was taking these like two hour ballet classes at the university daily, basically. And so I really missed those workouts. So started doing bar in Lafayette, absolutely loved it. I felt like I was in the best shape of my life. It kind of combined, that, like I said, that athleticism, but also I felt that dance component to it. So it was best workout for me. Once I got my master's degree, moved back home and I was like, where can I get some of these bar classes? <laughs> um, which I actually found some at, at Twisted Fitness in Homa. So Twisted Fitness was offering booty bar and took a class over there. And I was like, yes, I have this again. But I was having to drive like 40, 45 minutes, right. you know, to get there. So talked to some of the instructors there. They encouraged me to, you know, go get certified, go train and do what I can do. I, it was actually... My husband's stepmother, she said, we were driving home from Grand Isle one day, and she's like, you know, you should become a bar instructor. You, you need to open a studio. You need to do this. I can tell you this is what you really want to do. So after that conversation, two days later, I booked a trip to Austin, spent the weekend there, trained, got certified, and then a year later, we opened the studio. That's awesome. That's it's so awesome. cool that you've had so many supportive people oh, who, yes. without you even realizing at the time, like, guided you perfectly at the right moments to this exactly w yeah without without that support I don't know if I would have had the courage to do anything like this or if I would have even I don't know had that little push to do anything does your college dance. instructor know that you now own a studio <laughs> he does he's <laughs> extremely supportive he messages he messages me sometimes I'm gonna make my way down to Logport and come take a class <laughs> that's so awesome yeah he's he was wonderful it seems like it was perfect timing too. Like you said, it was just kind of getting real popular around that time. And then, cause like now it seems like there's several around. So you were yeah. kind of like starting right at that pivotal point. Yeah. Yeah. It, the timing all worked out really, really great. And then in addition to that, the studio space that was just kind of made available to us was actually my mother-in-law. So my husband's mom, she was a dance instructor, a dance teacher, long ago, uh, probably 25 years ago. And that was her original dance wow. studio. Oh, that's so that's cool. cool. So there's a lot of meaning behind it. She had to, unfortunately, stop teaching dancing. She had developed some brain tumors. So it's really nice to be able to like return that original intent yeah. back to that that building back to that facility and it, I know she's really happy, happy for me yeah. and she's been a huge supporter so it's it's really special that is, that yeah. is awesome yeah thank you and Kaylee how did you get involved so Janie and I taught ballet together actually we both are former dancers at the dance company in Lockport so we're from the same area 
that's how I knew her. She's a couple years ahead of me. She went off to Lafayette for schooling for speech therapy. I went off to Austin, Texas for schooling as an occupational therapist. So when I moved away, I got pretty consistent with taking bar classes on my own. It was really popular in the city. There were studios everywhere, always had memberships. So while I was away, that was kind of my, my main form of fitness. Bar kind of came to me while I was away. And so when I moved back home, really, did, I kind of moved back home not thinking I was going to stay on the bay, in the Bayou area permanently. I was just studying for my board exam. And then I ran into Janie at El Paso, I think. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean you're opening up a bar studio? And that was before it was like publicly known. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is crazy. So next thing I know, I accept a full-time job as a therapist in orthopedics here and part-time instructor on the side <laughs> with Janie. So it was cool. Kind of, it stumbled on us at the right time. And so I, I think that's a lot of the reason why I stayed on the Bayou too. It, again, with that perfect timing, the divine intervention, whatever you want to call it, kind of pointing the stars aligning in the right spots. But yeah, and then I kind of started, Janie got it off the ground. And then as it started to grow and we started to get a pretty good presence and clientele and adding more classes, more class times, due to the space being a little smaller, it's easier to have multiple instructors to kind of stack classes. So I came on probably like eight, yeah, February of 2020. 2020, yeah. So I came on, you know, after right before COVID. Right before COVID. COVID. So you got to get in like three whole classes. Yes. <laughs> Those three classes, though, I was so excited. Right? So, it's like great. And then, yeah, the world shut down. And then after that, um, we kind of we went virtual actually. So we started oh, cool. to we started to offer virtual options. And what's interesting is that my job is pretty. I'd say high stress. We I work a good bit, and my hours are a little crazy. And I don't think I would have been able to have the time to like really devote to working on choreography and working on putting together classes if the world didn't shut down and kind of give me some time like off of work to do the virtual classes. And the virtual classes really, with again with the time away from work, gave me some time to really put like content together. And so a lot of we didn't really get into that, but a lot of our classes are formatted, and then we kind of can put our own flares to you know however we want to design them. Yeah. And so that that was like the kind of creative outlet that now after whenever you know I got back to work full time, I had a lot of good good stuff to roll with. And that was that's kind of how I I joined onto the wagon, and now now we kind of tag team. And uh, now she's stuck. She ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm here forever. I'm Jane hype girl (laughs) so if someone wanted to take one of your classes are you guys I know you mentioned like mind body and it made me think of the app are y'all on that app not the mind body app but we're on the Vagaro app so very similar scheduling software download it or you can just go on to vagaro.com slash the bar room or find us there and you can see our schedule we post it weekly so every Wednesday morning we post the following week's schedule. And I will tell you, some of our clients have referred to it as like waiting in line like at, uh, for your, your Disney bands or whatever for Disney World because <laughs> the classes really book quickly, especially the early morning classes and the afternoon classes. Our 9 a.m. classes have a little bit more variability. Mornings and afternoons are like cutthroat to try to get, <laughs> sometimes to try to get into. And a lot of times it's because we're limited on the amount of people that we can put in the studio right now is still trying to follow social distancing standards and things like that we that's 
we're trying to increase the number of classes we're teaching. I'm teaching back-to-back classes some nights to try to get more clients in there to try to alleviate our wait list. But yeah, if you go to that, that app or that website, um, you can pull us up and book your classes from there. So you can download the app for your phone, mm-hmm. or you can actually go on a Vagaro website and be able to, act, once you create an account, be able to access yeah, it. There yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. And do you guys have a website? Just Facebook in? seems to have gotten the most of our new clients from people messaging us through social media and seeing our pictures there. So. And all of your announcements and stuff for your classes and stuff are probably done on Facebook anyway. Correct. Because that's where everybody is. Right. Right? Correct, yeah. Okay. Is there a class that you would recommend that they would do first? Yeah, I push. I kind of push the weekend classes only because my work schedule is uh, I work longer hours. So I'm either 5 a.m. or 7 p.m. most yeah. of the time. So <laughs> I do a Saturdays quite a bit just to kind of get and it, it kind of diversifies like the population of people that get in. So like Janie teaches 5.30 p.m. you know, primarily and she has your set 5.30 mm-hmm. p.m. people. And I never see those people ever because they're not coming to my 5 a.m. class. So <laughs> right. on a Saturday, it kind of mix and mingles um, right. the different yeah. kind of groups that we see. And we have, you know, some diehard regulars, you know, in each in each class. So it's nice also to teach bar in the daylight because <laughs> I teach it at 5 a.m. and right. like 6.45 p.m. So it's nice to, you know, have some sunlight <laughs> and enjoy that, <laughs> enjoy that as well. <laughs> but yeah, we, we weren't really having Saturday classes not too long ago. And then Recently, we started trying to incorporate more Saturday classes as much as possible. Of course, we have to kind of work around our schedules, but but we definitely try to get a 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. class in there somewhere. And then on Saturdays, we've also been trying to do a lot of community events lately. So if we're not hosting something at the bar room, we've been doing like bar on the bayou so oh, I, nice. yeah it's been a lot of fun at um, the Lockport Bayou side park so just like getting outside of those like four studio walls and getting to get more people you know at one time so and that's so a that's good been, time for people to like try it for the first time because yeah, you can bring a friend exactly. and it's outdoor and it's not so I guess you know if you think it's intimidating being in a smaller space with less people it's kind of that we do those pretty routinely I'd say maybe once a month or so we'll yeah. have something community like that oh cool yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if it was someone's first time coming, what would you recommend that they bring, don't bring, wear, don't wear? First time, come comfortable. Uh, most people wear leggings. I wear shorts sometimes. Comfortable top. No shoes are required, so you can definitely do this barefoot. Some people like to wear grippy socks, so you can wear that if you would like. Definitely bring some water, <laughs> because even though it is low impact, it can be high intensity. So it's depending on what options you choose to take, definitely bring water, maybe a little a little towel to wipe your sweat. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Come with a you know open mind and I don't know, just try something new. It's a good time. And is it primarily females, or do you have some males come too? Or yeah, it primarily our classes appeal. I, I would say mostly to females. We have had a couple of males come. Now we do offer yoga at the studio as well. Okay. And in our yoga classes, we have a little bit more, more variability mix. between right. males and females. But for bar, we've mostly had females. A few males here and there. I will say my husband has tried it a few times. <laughs> That's That's awesome. Solo, solo. He's not willing to come to the studio. (laughs) Did you have more whenever you did virtual? Males? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had honestly some friends any. like that would drag their boyfriends in to do it. That's something like, they'd like, probably drag, be you know, more likely yeah. to do it if yeah. they knew that other right. people weren't like watching. If people, if people turn their camera off, like I had one of my friends text me, she was like, "Yeah, I just made Alex do that. And he's <laughs> dying." Right now. So, so I mean, I think the, the virtual thing I, with COVID, you know, you're looking for the 
the bright light. And I think that was one for us. I mean, for me and, you know, Janie getting to kind of, that was definitely outside of my comfort zone, especially being a fresh instructor, mm. like three classes in and then, hey, go virtual. I was like, you're kidding, right? This is a joke. And it actually ended up like, you. I got a lot of confidence almost just yeah. from like teaching just in my kitchen, you know, and kind of just... <laughs> just doing that on my own and I think that really it kind of sparked and by the time we did open back up it was like I had tears in my eyes like the minute people walked in the door mm. I was like hi <laughs> hello I can see y'all in person so it was it was a nice moment yeah that is one thing that I do have to say that COVID did it kind of for a lot of people it made or broke them mm-hmm. and for people like you that you were like okay this this is what I'm doing. Like, so I'm going to dig my heels in and figure it out. Like it helped, helped you grow so much more as an instructor, as a person, just Mm -hmm. to be able to push through and get through difficult times. It really did. And we, we were able to rely on each other Mm -hmm. a lot, all the instructors Mm -hmm. uh, that were participating virtually. So it was nice to have that support. And then our clients, I cannot like thank them enough. They have been so extremely supportive throughout COVID and now, you know, continuing on, but they were there for those virtual classes and doing everything that they could to, you know, to support us. So we're super blessed and grateful for that. Just out of curiosity, what are you like your age ranges of people that come to the bar? All over. All ages. ages. I think our youngest, uh, like maybe like college, high school, college. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like fresh out of high school and our oldest. Yeah. is she almost 70? Yeah. Wow. She, yeah. she might almost be 70 years old. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So we have a few in their 60s. We have... Yeah. And it's crazy to see everybody kind of lined up and all being able to participate yeah. in the same ways and move through similar movements. And, you know, especially... So as an occupational therapist, I, I treat orthopedics. So a lot of the, the postural stuff and all those things that we kind of hit on and that I see, you know, as dysfunction in the clinic, you know, and being able to see people of all ages kind of moving together and in a safe way, you know, it's something that is, that's what I find is kind of most unique and most beneficial for bar compared to other types of workouts because it's in, it can be individualized and you can kind of tailor it up and down to whatever your age range is, whatever your mm-hmm. body allows you to do, like we kind of talked about earlier. Yeah. And that kind of, and that's why it's accessible to people of all ages. Yeah. Because because of that variability, I would say. And yeah. I think that's something that's really unique about our studio. Although sometimes being in such a small space and having a limited number of participants can be seen as like a downfall for a lot of people. I think for us, like we just try to capitalize on it. And so we like when we plan out our classes, I'm looking. I'm looking at who are my participants, who are my clients. I know their injuries. I know their mm-hmm. oh, wow. history. Oh, and I cool. plan out my classes so to, to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very customizable. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I feel like all of our instructors, we really have just such a passion for you know, seeing people meet their goals and just growing through their fitness journey. So we really put a lot of our heart into designing our classes to really benefit them mm-hmm. at their own levels. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love thank it. you. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, that's a really cool thing to offer to the community. Well, thank you. It's been a fun time. The Southdown Collective is supported and sponsored by Dr. Steve Morgan and Homa Family Dental. We say it every week, and we'll always remain grateful for everything you do for us and the fitness community. So thank you. And thanks for all the feedback. We say it every week, too, but reading the feedback really is the best part of doing this. So keep it coming. So be sure to like, comment, share on whatever media you use. We are very proud of our local fitness community. We want to continue to support all of you, as well as great businesses like The Bar Room. So be sure to check them out. 
This podcast is a collective interest for everybody in our fitness community, and yeah, that means you. And you should share or recommend the Southdown Collective to a friend. Really, why not? You might just be the one that can help someone start a new journey of a healthier lifestyle. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, just search for the Southdown Collective. We post new episodes every Wednesday to all podcast platforms and share links to social media. We now have over 20 episodes of great interviews, so please go back, learn something new about people you probably already know or may have heard about. Next week, we'll be joined by Kim Robichaud, physical therapist and owner of Genesis and Thibodeau. We'll be discussing some exciting new topics on 3D trace running analysis, the only one in the state of Louisiana. So until next week, keep running. Keep cycling or whatever your passion. Train hard, stay safe, and in good health. And tell a friend about the Southbound Collective. Until next time, meet us at the bar. See ya. Adios.